Hello, lovely ladies, and welcome to Zion's Company of Women podcast. I'm Lana. And I'm Courtney. And it's great to be with you again. And hello to those of you that are joining for the first time, sending you a huge hello and lots of love from Sydney, Australia. Good morning, Courtney. I did it again. Good morning. Good afternoon. Fine. I will answer to anything at this point. (laughs) And yes, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it may be. Hello. So happy to see you again. So good to see you, my friend. How's life on your side of the planet? You know, life is good. Um, I want to apologize in advance if I do not sound like my usual self. I'm fighting a bit of whatever it is my children so graciously shared with me (laughs) the last two weeks. So if you, you know, hear me, I'll try not to sniffle and I'll try not to cough, but that's what's going on. So we're here. I'm happy. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what the Lord does today because, you know, he's just really been moving really powerfully in these sessions and it feels as though the momentum is getting, is picking up. It's gaining speed, yeah. it's gaining steam, and I'm that's just the way that what I'm feeling in the spirit is that the, that momentum is just gaining and gaining with every one of these beautiful interviews that we do. Yeah, it's been really amazing, and we are declaring, my friend, healing over every part of your body in Jesus' name. They love to share, don't they? Sometimes they do, (laughs) and there's you know, it's like you clean and you wash your hands, and then someone sneezes in your mouth. It's just there's only so much you can do. Or they don't feel good and they just want to cuddle with you and it's like, fine, you know, Lord, I know you'll watch me. So anyway, yeah, Yeah. it's all good. Oh, well, I am, I am declaring my friend complete healing over you. I'm receiving. Good. Thank you. It's going to be good. Well, I have one, well, we have one of my favorite people in the world this morning that is joining us. Her name is Carolyn. And oh my goodness, I am just so excited that she's here. And I am going to tell you a little bit about Carolyn. Um, I met Carol, actually, Carolyn, how long ago was it, do you reckon? It was like, how many years? I always get this. I I worked it out once. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's just say a number of years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A it's number like of eight years. Yeah. I think it was like years before I did BSSM or something. So it's been yeah. a while. Yes. Well, it's been a glorious, glorious journey. However long it has been, it has been wonderful in uh, in every way. But ladies, let me tell you, you know those moments in life where you meet someone and you're just the same heart and you feel like you are just we always say we're cut from the same cloth and we both love coffee and we yeah we just we've had so much fun together and Carolyn really the intimacy and the purity that she walks in and the tenderness um, of her heart towards the Lord that that song of songs like anointing that she carries as well as this kind of roar of authority um, has just blessed my life over and over and over again. So I am so excited to uh, have Carolyn on this morning. And my friend, for those that are like, who, who's Carolyn well, Williams now, but may have known you as Carolyn Billing, uh, do you want to tell them a little bit about who you are? well firstly Lana I love you so much I wish we were in the same room and Courtney it's just an absolute honor um to meet you and to be with both of you guys this morning this evening um yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I've got two names on the screen so um five and a half months ago I finally found the love of my life and got married um (laughs) a long long journey of waiting (laughs) Um, and so, yes, Carolyn Billing has been my name, was my name for 41 years. And now it's mm. Carolyn Williams. So I've, I put Billing in brackets because a lot of people still know me. Um, I think my music, I'm going to, I'm going to keep that as Carolyn Billing. But anyway, so I'm, I'm from uh, Tasmania in Australia, right down south, beautiful island. It's actually, I've got a jacket on, but it is slowly warming up today. Slowly. Oh, nice. 
difficult, but we're getting there. Um, I am from Zions Hill Church and I'm the Assistant Pastor and Worship Director. And so it's funny when, um, Lana, when you when you mentioned, welcome to Zions, and I was like, oh, I feel so at home, you know. <laughs> Zions, so we're Zions Hill. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what I've been. Um, I've been in ministry for, well, pretty much since I was born, I suppose. I was born into a ministry family and have just been in that space, I suppose, for a long time. My parents used to teach psalmody, um, used to travel around and would teach on worship. So that's a huge part of my heart um, mm. and has been just the the space, I suppose, that God has had me more predominantly um, mm. through all of the years. And um, But as a pastor, I do obviously preach and teach and we help mm. run our youth group and help with the ladies' ministry and all, you know, all the things, all the departments. Um, but worship has always been a core part of my heart. So um, yeah. that's, yeah, a little bit. A little bit of my life. My last five and a half months have been new and different and exciting. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. God is so good. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Ladies, let me say at the end of this podcast, I'm going, or under this episode, I'm going to ask Carolyn just to share a little bit with you about her music because, honestly, you know those those albums that you have on your phone that are just like the constant repeat ones? Well, hers are definitely those constant repeat ones. Like, wow, the way that that Carolyn <laughs> ushers you into the presence of God is just absolutely stunning. So I will tell you a little bit more about that at the end. So we're going to dive in. This is going to be good. Well, I just have to say that I love that you were married five and a half months ago because you're so already, you're fresh. You're in the space of being the bride. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. literally quite literally that change in life and it involves it touches everything you know and I I'm sure you know we've been in Song of Songs through our podcast that's what we've been covering so far as we've been doing we did a deep dive into uh, Song of Songs and really walking with our precious Shulamite bride uh, friend and we just really have definitely felt the Lord's heart and I've said this many times you know pulling and preparing his bride for the days that that she's in and for the days that are to come. Um, and so I love to start off these interview sessions just with that main question of, you know, Carolyn, what does it mean to you to be the bride of Christ? It's a very broad topic. I've said that many times already before. Um, and sometimes we can kind of throw things out there in, in our Christian circles and we say it and it's like, but what does that really even mean? You know, and I think it's 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 one of those things that it really warrants sitting down and and I'm doing a deep dive with individuals, and I want to know like what does it mean to you? What yeah. does it mean to you, Carolyn, to be the bride of Christ? I think like I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know like um, what others have shared yet, and so I I hope that I don't overlap necessarily. But you know I what? Suppose- <laughs> if it's supposed to, it's supposed to. So you yeah, just go well, for it. Sometimes the Lord's just like, I'm highlighting this again. So um, I think for me, I was sort of just pondering this question, like personally, because obviously we know Bride of Christ as being like, you know, his church and his people. Um, But personally, you're right, like being on this last five and a half month journey of being a bride, um, Mm -hmm. being a bride and now, you know, being, being a wife, it does change my perspective. And it's really interesting because I think before I was married, there's an idea of what it looks like. And I think for me, it's always been um, like laying, laying myself aside for him and him alone. And, and that doesn't change in you now being married, but there's something that kind of makes even more sense of that as well. In, in that it's like, I am like fully his to be only his. And I was just looking through like, um, where is it? I've, I've written down a couple of even um, scriptures and it, um, in John 3.29, in the Passion Translation, it says, he is the bridegroom and the bride belongs to him. And um, he says, I am the friend of the bridegroom who stands nearby and listens with great joy to the bridegroom's voice. Because of his words, my joy is complete and overflows. And I was thinking just even in that of like of knowing his voice, like the only way to really get to know his voice and his heart and who he is and even as like just his love is like we have to just be in that space of of being in his gaze, I suppose. I, I'll, there's a story I might share a little bit um, as we sort of go along, but something that the Lord was really showing me was just the the power of his 
gaze of love over us. And you can't get that, you know, where you go, I'm really your bright, like you love me, you know, like it's, it's, it's just you and me, you know. Um, I think we can't get, I think sometimes we're just doing so many things for him. And this is what he's been challenging me more recently with as well. It's like, you're doing all these things, but he's like, just sit with me, just come and just be just like all in with him. There's another verse that I wrote down, 2 Corinthians 11, 2, and also the Passion Translation, which I love. And I'm sure you've heard about, you've heard of the Passion many times. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, but it says here, you need to know that God's passion is burning inside me for you because like a loving father, I have pledged your hand in marriage to Christ, the true bridegroom. I've also promised that I would present his fiance to him as a pure virgin bride. Wow. Virgin bride. Can you tell, is me that, tell, me that, tell me that verse two, again real fast. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Two, no, you're right. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. Okay. Proceed. And so I would present his fiance to him as a pure virgin bride. And, um, you know, and it's like that means that we have to be presented as a bride that that we haven't given ourselves to anyone else or to anything else. You know, to be like a true bride is I've saved myself. Like I saved myself for my husband. Um, Mm. We didn't meet until I was 40, you know, and and then married when I was 41. I, I saved myself. Um, for my husband and it's like that for us being I suppose Christ's bride like his bride is like he wants a a pure virgin bride a bride that has just waited and saved themselves like for him we we get to bring everything that we are that hasn't been kind of handed out to to other places or other people and um, yeah I was just thinking even about like um, the idea of preparing ourselves for him and it always takes me back I think I've spoken this before in, um, in one of sessions for another conference on the fragrance um the fragrance of worship fragrance and you know it was like I mean Esther prepared us like you know in the end she was smelling of the fragrance of the king you know and so it's it's the more that we're encountering we're spending that time with him that it's like other people recognize well she belongs to him she smells like he smells you know um oh (laughs) Yeah. Can we just stop there for a second? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, man, just, just see me like, oh. <laughs> just give me a second. I need this. She smells like he smells. Yeah. I want to say something about that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, like, yeah. <laughs> just, just go say something about that. There's something oh, my goodness. Okay. So Carolyn, as your, um, as you were sharing, you know, yes, I'm hearing the sound of, of consecration. I'm hearing the sound of all in. I'm hearing the sound of purity and holiness. But And I'm hearing all of these things that come out of or fruits of my relationship with him. And they're, they're this place of as I'm living, um, you know, under his gaze that you talked about, like his gaze that he's not looking at Carolyn and not looking at Courtney or Lana and going, well, I think you're okay. Like, you know, you're all right. Like he's actually looking at us with this like ferociously passionate um, love that as we've seen through the Song of Songs, like the the language that is used in that book is not, doesn't communicate I'm putting up with you. It, it communicates yeah. this. Like I am overwhelmed, like you are the very theme of my song, like all of those things. And so I'm hearing all of those themes as you're sharing. But then when you said those words about smelling as he smells, like that one line to me, I felt it drop. Like I went, oh, my goodness, because that to me speaks of holiness. It speaks of purity and it speaks of one that lives in the place of, yes, such deep intimacy, but the focus of that, the fruit of that is not one who is, um, and I want to say this right, uh, the focus isn't doing things for God. It's it's one who first and foremost is in this place of intimacy with him and ministering unto him like I smell like him I look like him because I'm in this place of being near to him like I am I'm living in his heart and then from that place I go and I you know I I do things with him for him and just 
I, I keep thinking there's a saying or something about, I'm going to get it wrong, but you know that idea of, you know, like what you focus on, you will release what you, you know, mm-hmm. they're like a saying like. Um, it's what you, what you focus on, you empower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you magnify. Yeah. And I'm like, and then I remember growing up, my mom would always say to me, you know, um, make sure that the friends that you choose in life are good friends because they'll rub off on you. Like Mm -hmm. they will influence you. And then, you know, you will, you'll be like the people that you hang out with. And I was like, really, really? And when I hear that, I go, yeah, like the more I'm in his presence. And it's not to say like in a, in a context of, Yes, like I can, I'm mature in faith and I can be a light in the world. But I think that in this context, in this conversation, like the more we're with him, the more we are leaning into that place, the more we look like him, the more we smell like him. And I don't want to smell like anything else but the mm-hmm. fragrance. Um, well, I, I just about fell out when you said that because, well, number one, the glory was on that, but then number two, he was just shouting. He's like, Psalm 45, Psalm 45, so pulling out my Bible. And I, and I, I knew it was, imp- I know it's important. I love this Psalm. I've been here many times, but it's titled the wedding song. Yeah. And I had forgotten about that. And I mm-hmm. I'm scanning through, cause I'm like, I know there's something in here. And it's in verse seven, it says, he has anointed you. And it's talking about Jesus. He has anointed you more than any other with his oil of fervent joy, the very fragrance of heaven's gladness. Your Mm -hmm. royal robes release the scent of suffering love for your bride. The odor of aromatic incense is upon you. And that was it for me. Cause this week I, um, you know, I, I haven't been feeling well. I, was like, you know, I usually get up really early. I'm talking like 5.15. I usually get up and go tuck away in my favorite little coffee place and spend time with Jesus. And I was like, no, you know, I don't think I'm going to. And Holy Spirit was very clear. Nope, I want you to go. I want you to go. I want you to get up and go. So I did. And one of those days I had this quick encounter with the Lord and I saw myself stepping into the tabernacle and then I stepped into the Holy of Holies. And when I did... there was this incense that was there that came up and it like hit me in the face and I could see myself like leaning over it and it was just coming up all around me. And I didn't have, like, I I knew generally what that meant, Carolyn, but when you said this and then he took me here, it was like, it all clicked. It's like, that's his fragrance. That's his incense. That's literally putting his smell on his bride. And you know, that beautiful invitation of like, we have, like the Holy of Holies, the spirit of the Lord, it's in here now. Like, yes, we draw near to him, but this is where he wants to live is inside of us. So yes, we can always draw near to him and he draws near to us, but just how much he desires that intimacy of like, I actually want to come and live right here inside of you, inside of your heart. Like that's what I want to be, you know, my absolute resting place. Um, And I just, that just blows my mind. So I actually feel like the Lord is saying that that's an encounter that he wants so many of you that are listening to have. So you know how sometimes Lana gives you guys homework or she gives you um, some kind of uh, activation. Let this be yours. When we're done here, turn on some of Carolyn's beautiful worship music and step into that place, step into the Holy of Holies and meet with the one that loves you the most face to face. Because when you said that, Carolyn, I was just like, okay, (laughs) we're going to, we're getting right into it today. We're not going (laughs) to, we're not going to dilly dally. We're just going to get right into it. That was incredible. It's interesting because you talk about the Holy of Holies, like back at the very beginning of the Song of Songs in that first chapter when it says, Um, verse nine, draw me into your heart. We will run away together into the King's cloud filled chamber. And you look at the notes down the bottom and it's like the Holy of Holies, you know, the chamber within the chamber. And it's like, okay. So right at the very beginning, this whole journey is starting. He's like, I'm just taking you deep. Like we're not just doing a little bit of shallow, you know, um, the way it's like from the beginning, he's got, I'm taking you into my inner sanctuary, into my Mm. space. Um, and and then she obviously has to go on the journey of <laughs> 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 like oh his love and like just overwhelming her. But it's so so interesting that that's that's how it begins. It's like I'm, I want to take you into my holy polies. And I think for me, in terms of like as a worship leader, people sometimes say like, you know what, like what do you 
what's your goal where are you heading you know and I'll say that to the team as well like I want you to to picture like where are we taking people where are you going right now Mm. and for me I think sometimes people say I want you know I want to we want to encounter the Lord or we want to um we want to like just lead them to see his face and I often just think I I just want to go into the throne room like it's like I often feel like I have this picture of like, I just, like, we just, I just want to grab, come on, we're going into the throne room because we just, I don't want to sit in the outer court. I don't want to have, I mean, we have celebration, you know, you can have the kind of fun. We did cut your burdens on Sunday, you know. Oh, that, uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and so that's, that's awesome. But it's like, at the end of the day, I just, I just want to get into his throne room. I want to like sit and just be like right there in his face. And I suppose it's, it's in that place yeah, where everything smells like him. And when I've taught on the fragrance of worship before, you know, I think about, well, we know when people have been, so well, you know when someone's been fighting a fire and you know if someone's been, my, some of my <laughs> my relatives, my young ones, would work at KFC and they smell like <laughs> chips, you know. Like, <laughs> you know where someone, someone has been yeah. and mm-hmm. the priests in the, in the Old Testament, you know, like, they they were the only ones that that would smell of the the fragrant of the sacrificial oil because no one else was allowed to touch it you know and so they could walk past and it's like oh, people go oh wow I can I smell an anointed man and mm-hmm. you know and it's just I don't know it's something that God's had me on for a long time and I I know at some point I'm supposed to write a book about the fragrance of worship so um mm-hmm. but there's something on that because we ooze him we emanate him we don't just look like him and we don't just sound like him but we literally smell the fragrance that then permeates other people around us um and I mean in Song of Songs that's what when um let me see if I can find it I've just saved that verse that you had before in Psalms so now I'm back and forth in the book but um where are we when you know it finally gets to the point where um he says that um, hang on, let me find it. Oh, I've lost it. I had to get glasses this year. That's just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> they look so cute. Tired. Anyway, um, where are we? There's a there's a there's a verse where he says about like um, you. Oh, here we go. Here we go in chapter five, um, and it's at the end of verse one. It says, "My life within her will become your feast." And I was just thinking about about even, you know, that like what we receive from him, then we become the feast for someone else, you know. Like um, it's not just our journey with him and as the bride is not just about us and it's not just about us having our encounters and us having our moments and us having our revelation and you know what I mean? It's not just about us decorating, like making ourselves the beautiful bride. We get to be someone else's feast because of what he has put in inside of us. So Wow. Mm. Wow. That is well, as, like, oh, sorry, go Courtney. We can no, say, I just go. wanted to say real fast, as you were sharing, Carolyn, I was hearing the Holy Spirit say that this is, this is the intimacy, intimacy that Jesus died to give us. Like what we're talking about is this is the intimacy. This is that level of connectedness that he died to give us. And uh, he just said so clearly because I, I felt like I was, I was kind of hearing that there's some people that have felt disqualified from this yeah. level of closeness with him. And he, he said so clearly, let nothing disqualify what he has qualified, not even yes. yourself. There should, there is nothing that is allowed to disqualify you from intimacy with Jesus and from coming into that place of closeness with him that place of forgiveness and that place of wholeness, like you've said, Lana and purity, like this is who he's made us now to be. This is now who we are. And it's because of him that we are now seen as cleansed, pure, holy. And we have that permission to come into his presence. So let nothing disqualify what he has qualified. Yeah. It's beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. And it it reminds me of, um, you know, my own kind of or part of my own journey, especially around intimacy and around the throne room. I will never forget one of the first encounters that I had with the Lord. And I saw myself and I was standing at the throne room door and like it was just the glory was so strong. There was bright light everywhere. And then I'd look to the walls and that like the walls were made of jewels and it was just stunning. But this feeling of unworthiness was so heavy upon me. And 
immediately my I was taken out of first person to then third person and I looked at myself and I was one who was cowering back and I was hiding and I'm like oh like I, I can't like I can't I'm disqualified it was exactly that like I can't who am I to approach and it was this place of um I'm going to go back to those words, Carolyn. It was this the place of his gaze. It was the place of this unraveling, this coming to life, this uh, walking in that place that Hebrew says that I can approach the throne boldly, not because of Lana Vors's works or my righteousness. There's no righteousness, you know, in, in the, the self-effort of Lana Vors. It's all in him. And even in my journey, walking that process and going, wow, like I am invited into this place because of what Christ has done, like because of what he has paid for me, but also he's not like sitting in the throne room kind of going, well, Lana, so how many uh, how many right things have you done today? Like, okay, <laughs> this close today. Like his heart is beckoning me. And his heart is wooing me and drawing me into this place of intimacy. And it, and it changed my life over a number of years to realize that my place of intimacy with the Lord is not based upon my own effort or my own actions. Yes, there's purity, there's holiness, there's responsibility for me, you know, kind of uh, what's the word, stewarding my, my place of intimacy with him. But that's all overflow. That's all fruit of me actually knowing that he delights in me so much so that Jesus came and died for me so that I could live in this place of intimacy. And so to come to this place of realization that it's actually not about my ability. It's got nothing to do with me. It's about my availability. It's all about yes. my position. It's all about my yes and my, like, I'm going to run to him. And just when you said that um, on, on top of how beautifully, Carolyn, you shared as well, like I just I felt that so strongly, like that disqualification word that you shared, Courtney, that there's no disqualification. And I just mm -hmm. keep feeling this, encouragement from his heart that he's actually wooing you like he is he's beckoning you and he's drawing you he's not sitting on the sideline you know waiting for you to get everything right and then you can come deep like it's this place where like the song of songs right he he wants to conquer you by his love over and over again as you come into and grow up into the identity that you already are in him you're pure mm -hmm. you're you're beautiful you're the very theme of his song uh, so I, I love that that you jumped on that Courtney because I really felt that stirring as well yeah so. can I add something just a moment that I had um in BSSM just about that gaze and I just I reminded of I did actually write it down but I just remembered when you were talking um I I went so I went off to BSSM went off to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministries for a couple of years between 2017 and 2019 just before COVID happened <laughs> Um, best decision ever it was the, the most amazing um, experience but I remember being in there in my first year and um, I, we'd been through some stuff um, in our just in the sphere in the the community around me had been through some stuff and when I went I was pretty broken I was really really struggling first of all I remember being in a in a, a room full of all of these new sort of peers that they'd placed me with. And the, just to see that the Lord's love in that space was terrifying to me because I was like, I can't handle that. Like if they turn around and love me, like with God's love like that, I'm going to explode. Yeah. That's how I felt. But I remember just having this moment where I was really finding, I was really struggling and I felt like, I remember almost feeling like, God, I'm, I'm like, I'm encountering you, but there's something there's, there's deeper and I don't know how to get to you right now. And I just feel so much of my own self. It's funny you say, Lana, that it's got nothing to do with me, but I'm like, I need to do something and I need to like break through and I need to cut some things off and all these things, you know, and yeah. I just, I remember just lying down on my bed in, in Reading and I just ended up putting um, just an instrumental worship, I think it was one of the Bethel albums, just in my ears so no one else could hear in the house, you know. And the Lord just took me on this incredible encounter and it went for the entire of the album, so however long that is, like 60 minutes, whatever it was. Um, but there was one particular part where in this encounter I'm just like watching myself in this moment and in the encounter 
I start seeing myself walk down this aisle. I'm decked out as a bride and there's Jesus at the end waiting for me and I'm walking down towards him. And I'm just like, so I don't know if my housemates could hear me, but I by this point, like I'm, I'm a blubbering mess. I'm like bawling my eyes out, you know. Um, and I went from this moment where it was like, you know, you give your 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 full self to him. Then, mm. I, then it goes to like the reception. And I'm there dancing for some reason on, on the dance floor all by myself. I'm like waltzing, twirled kind of thing. Mm. And Jesus is not there with me, but he's standing. I saw him standing off to the side and he's standing there next to an angel, right? And there's mm. a spotlight on me. So all is this like the spotlight that just kept following me dancing. And he goes, he nudges the angel and he goes, isn't she beautiful? Oh. And um, all of a sudden he then came to join me. And what he showed me after that was the spotlight was his gaze. That's what he showed oh. me. What light was his gaze? Oh. <laughs> it was one of the most significant moments where I realized it was like he wasn't just there, it was his gaze. He saw me and me alone. And I was like the most beautiful bride to him in this in this moment. He's just watching me. And um it was a whole other lot of other things happened in that encounter, but that was one of the things that just stuck with me the most was that that spotlight that was shining on me. I think sometimes we see the spotlight of his gaze and we think, oh, I, I want to be hidden. I need to get, I want to get out from the spotlight. But just to remember that that's just it's, that's his gaze and it's his gaze of love and he just, it's like he can't take his eyes off us, you know. Wow. That, that that was changes everything. <laughs> yeah, like, and that changes everything. Like, I know, I feel like, Courtney, I say this every episode, every week. Like, when we truly get that, like, when we truly understand that place, it, it changes. It's transformational. Yeah. Like, you can't remain the same after an encounter like that. Like, you know, and, and you can try, Carolyn, like in your own strength to kind of go, okay, like, all right, yep, he loves me, yep, he loves me, yep, he loves me. But then those moments where yeah. you're in that moment of encounter, yeah. like that shifts everything. Yeah. Like yeah. it, it yeah. shifts everything and brings us deeper into that that place of alignment. And I think right now, like even amongst um, women, I think in the body of Christ, like I, I feel like there is such a, a a cutting away and a returning to the original design. Like yes, it's happening broadly, like in in the body of Christ, but I'm feeling it so strongly for the daughters of God, like he's He's removing all of those things that have said, you know, this is how the Lord, uh, this is how he's looking at you. Like these are his eyes as he looks at you, like he's cranky or he's angry or whatever, like, or this is what you've believed about yourself. Like all of those things, there's such a mighty deliverance that I'm seeing that's happening right now, but it's happening from the place that you're talking about, Carol, and I really believe. Like I feel like the the uh, the invitation in this hour to yes, see like beyond anything we've ever seen before in outpouring and revival and signs, wonders and miracles. That's incredible, but I feel like there's a foundation setting that God is doing in such a deep way right now that is bringing us to this place that says, and it's not arrogance, it is conviction that says his gaze over me is he absolutely adores me like he absolutely loves me and tomorrow he's not gonna like he doesn't sleep but he's not gonna wake up tomorrow and go well my gaze has changed today like there's a fortification of foundation that i'm hearing and i'm seeing in this hour that really solidifies and strengthens and matures us as the bride to go forth into the greater works that he has for us. But yeah. unless we really are anchored in that foundation, in the revelation of his gaze over us, if I'm like not sure what he thinks about me or how he's looking at me or like then my foundation's really shaky. But if yeah. I am, if I'm actually fortified in the delight of my king over me that's not based upon like you know what I'm doing to try and earn that delight it's because he created me and that I am his that that's going to remain the same from now to eternity and so if that's true then I can walk in a strength and a maturity that doesn't get shaken despite what I walk if that makes sense but I just I love yeah. that oh yeah. I love it. yes 
That's so good. And I, Psalm 45, again, we're in that same Psalm, the wedding Psalm, Psalm 45, verse 10. Now listen, daughter, pay attention and forget about your past. Put behind you every attachment to the familiar, even those who once were close to you. For your royal bridegroom is ravished by your beautiful brightness. Bow in reverence before him, for he is your Lord. Mm-hmm. That putting off of those things, even the things that we'll, we are familiar with, the things that in our past or those attachments to the familiar, you know, Carolyn, Lana and I were just talking today about, you know, what she had just mentioned, that place of where the Lord is really removing some of those things. It's a, it, it is a deliverance, but it really is a return in my, in my vision. What I see, it's a return to identity. Um, yes. <clears throat> it's a Jubilee in my, in my opinion as well, because it's a return to the land of the heart it's a return to like returning the land and our and our heart space to its original owner. It's bringing those things back to to their original intention and how he designed us to be. And sometimes I think even, and I I have experienced this. I've walked through this. It's it's we even things that are good, like if we talk about the fivefold or we talk about who we are in the body of Christ, like what's my function? You know, <laughs> how have I been designed? Like those are parts of us you know, they're kind of woven into our DNA, but they are not our identity. They are not the whole thing about put you in one place for a while and you will do, you will flow in certain things or certain giftings. And and we are, giftings are wonderful, but we are not our giftings. Yeah. We are who we are to him. And there are times where sometimes he shifts you gears and now you're in a different place. And now you're maybe even like, uh, for me, my time with him has changed the time of day that I spend time with him has changed. What we're doing together has changed. And that used to really throw me. And it used to really kind of cause me to be in this, you know, where's my foundation? What's going on? Um, but I'm, I'm realizing like, as I go further along, what he really wants so many of us to be so established in is that place of like that rooted identity. It's being under the power of his gaze where I can just be, You know, it's not about what I'm doing. Yes, we desire to do good, but it's that restful place of like, I can dance in front of him and he just, he admires me. It's that place of intimacy and love that there's so, that's so important. And that, man, I just, I feel him so strongly on that. And I love that you said that. I think that that's just word of the hour. Yeah. I think just, it reminds me as well. I remember, um, I used to dance when I was in college. I loved dancing, but I never felt like I looked the way that I wanted to look. And I remember for a while I kept having these visions all the time when I would just spend time with the Lord, I'd see myself dancing. And I finally said to the Lord, I said, why is it that in my vision I look I look beautiful? Like, you know, I look yeah. like I, I can dance, all the things I'm like, but in, in real life I can't, you know, not quite the same. And the Lord literally, and I'll never forget, and he said, "That's that's how I see you. And, yeah. and it was just funny. It was just this, the most simple thing. But, you know, it was just like, oh, in this vision I see myself and I'm just like dancing before him. And I'm thinking, mm. well, that's not me. Like, that's not me. But he's like, no, that's that's how I see you. Like there was just, just it was just this factual statement. That's, that's how I see you. When you mm. dance, that's what you look like to me. And, um, yeah, and I think it's that. <laughs> just that getting out of like I can't do this and I can't do that and I'm not good enough and I I even had written down I I was listening this week um to some online podcasts from um on TVN and someone made this statement I've heard before that I did write down and and it kind of stuck with me as well like um that God doesn't call the equipped he equips the called Mm. um and that he calls us, he just waits for our yes, and then he equips us. And I think it's that in so many ways of like you were talking, Lana, as well, like just that thought of I have to do this and I've got to be this and I've got to fix this up. And the Lord's like, just say yes, just come before me, you know, and I will give you what you need. It's like just mm-hmm. say yes and come. Like we make it so complicated. I make yeah. it so complicated. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like just stop worrying about all things just say yes to me mm-hmm. and you know it's almost like we have to lay down I think for as women we have to lay down our insecurities and our 
you know, I think so many times we do disqualify ourselves, not just because of what we've done, but because we just think, oh, I'm not them. Like, I can't do that. I'm not that person up the front. Like, I, there's no way that God would use me for the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember that years and years ago, um, my mum was being very, very negative about herself. This was years and years mm-hmm. ago. And the Lord said to her, um, I think the statement was um, the um, a negative and false it was something like a negative and false mindset frustrates the plans of God. And and it's like he just wants to do things to be wow. with us and move, but it's like we it, that frustrates him, a mm. negative mindset um, oh. that frustrates the plans of God. So, wow. <laughs> wow. That was a touch. Okay, Lord. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't I can't get away from I can't get away from the as the man thinks in his heart so is he it's like everywhere I'm just minding my own business and someone I'm walking by will say it and I'm like what yeah okay I get it you know (laughs) but it's it's that's what I see that's what I see when you're saying that like it's you know how we think of how we think and how we think in our heart that sets up what we can receive from him and what yeah. we're willing to partner with with him and and go and do, um, but it also it also sets up how we receive him. Yeah, like it's yeah. A, it sets up our outflow and our inflow. And I mean, my goodness, like I I have been in that place very recently where I'm like, Lord, on my face, whatever is in the way. If there's something in between that I'm I'm letting get in the way of my thinking of something like. show me and let's let's like he says in in song of songs and let's remove it together because i don't know i just i think i don't know maybe it's approaching 40 or just the stage of life that i am where i'm like i have i i don't want to waste any more time with Mm -hmm. any of that nonsense i don't want to waste my time entertaining something that is not of him like those this i love that you talked about dancing to Carolyn, because it's like that's such a vulnerable th- I think it's vulnerable it's a vulnerable yeah. thing to do and it, yeah. you know even when when I know like I shut all my doors and I'm like nobody can see me like I've closed everything and I still dance it still feels very vulnerable even though I know I'm doing it in front of the only one who would never judge me like who sees it sees yeah. it as beautiful um but I I love that you said that I and I really I feel like that's um feel like that's one of those wisdom droplets that the Lord's like putting in. And he's like, Hey, pay attention, pay attention mm-hmm. to how, you know, you're thinking and seeing, cause it's, yeah. it's influencing, it's frustrating or it's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so, uh, you know, can I just say, it reminds me, I'm going to go back to song of songs. I think it's in um, chapter one. Of, let me see. Yeah. Chapter one where um, the Shulamite says, you know, Oh, I'm so unworthy. And what does he reply? He says, yet, yet you are so lovely. Right. And just this. So as you're talking, Carolyn, I'm listening and I'm, I'm feeling this one of my life statements and is one word out of his mouth changes everything like one moment like one thing he can speak over you like yet you are so lovely like just changes everything it it transforms how I see what I'm thinking and just as you guys were talking I'm like hearing this scripture and I'm like what is that verse so I just quickly googled it and um, I know this is specifically talking about wisdom so I was like going what God what are you saying and then Courtney you just said those words and (laughs) wisdom or something I went okay I'll read it out but I kept hearing this scripture in Proverbs chapter 8 I'm going to read it to you out of the passion translation in verse 34 it says if you wait at wisdom's doorway longing to hear hear a word for every day joy will break forth within you as you listen for what I will say verse 35 for the fountain of life pours into you every time that you find me and this is the secret of growing in the delight and favor of the Lord and as you were talking Carolyn and then you jumped on the end Courtney I was like you know what that place where all of the voices start in my head 
all of the disqualifications, all of the insecurities, all of the comparisons, all of those things, I have to make a choice in my life that his voice is going to be the loudest voice in my in my life and in my heart. Like I actually have a responsibility to go, you know what, I can hear my past screaming at me. I can hear the comparison in my ear. I can hear the insecurity or the shame or the fear, but where am I going to put my gaze? Like where is my gaze going to be? And I just felt, Carolyn, like when you started with the gaze and then you guys were just talking, I I saw this, this ferociousness of both gazes like the ferociousness of his gaze that never changes, that looks at me and says, yet you are so lovely and all of those things. But then I saw this ferociousness of our gaze that says, I refuse to look away. Like there has to be this divine resolve within me that says that voice can be screaming really loud at me. And ladies, I'm sure we could all have a cup of coffee and share about the moments where the voice of shame or fear or insecurity or comparison becomes so loud that it can become crippling. But I'm not going to, I'm actually going to choose to not give room to that. I'm not a victim to that voice. I can then choose in the midst of that to go, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you saying about me? What is your truth? I may be dancing and feel really awkward, but show me how you see me. How do you see me dancing? What is your truth? And like, where does that lie come from? Like, and giving that space, I truly believe daily, it's not navel gazing. It is just when we recognize something has come up, not to push it down or push it aside, but to keep those short accounts with the Lord and go, okay, what this lie is obviously in my head right now. What are you saying? And once I grab that Rhema word, then I'm going to rehearse it. That's going to be the narrative in my mind. That's going to be the words out of my mouth. I'm going to rehearse that Rhema and not give room to those other voices. And I just felt really strongly as you guys were sharing just to read that because I think sometimes in that that process, in that struggle, at least I have in my life become victim to those really loud voices in my Mm -hmm. head and and, and in, you know, what goes on between my ears. And to hear you share that, Carolyn, of what your mum heard the Lord say, that brings Mm -hmm. a bigger perspective, doesn't it? It's convicting and it's drawing, like, wow. Yeah. And we don't know, like, what our yes or our breakthrough moment is actually going to do for someone else because even going back to the dance thing, it was a few years back now, the Lord kept telling me in church, so, Courtney, you talk about dancing just privately in your lounge room. Well, I'm in front of my oh. on the stage. And the Lord is, so I, I, I fought with him for three months. Three months. There'd be moments in worship and I'm hearing him going, I want you to dance. I'm like, no, I, Lord, please don't make me do that. I can't, I don't look like that anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not flexible anymore. I'm not fit. Like I just, I'm like, please, I don't want to, I don't want to look silly. And I know don't make me do it. it. it was three months I'm like Lord please no and um and I remember the final time when I'm standing at the keys and we've been just singing and it was a moment when I was able to sort of step back so I didn't have to keep carrying the the song and I heard him say I want you to dance and I just felt in that moment I was like I'd said no I'm like it's too many times and I just like I had to say yes or I was being like really naughty you know <laughs> and I remember finally stepping back and I took my shoes off and all of a sudden I found myself starting to twirl and I burst into tears as I'm doing it because it was this breakout of like I'm like because I'd been so terrified to do it and at the same time I, I knew that I was like obeying the Lord and I remember just like dancing on the stage everyone wow. can see me and um anyway I don't remember how long it went for but at the end of the service I had I think it was three people came up to me and they said, when you started dancing, they said something broke over my life. Wow. And yes. had God said to them, you need to dance. And they're like, I can't dance. Like no one else, I'm not dancing. And when they saw me dance, they're like, oh, maybe I can. And so they, they started dancing. And I think that's the key thing as well. Like, you know, I said at the beginning, like it's not just about us. And often we don't <laughs> we don't know what our our yes or our our, our moment of even just sitting in him we don't know what the fragrance that we're we don't know what it's about for someone else as well and what that's going to break through for someone else and so Mm -hmm. I think that's as 
we have to remember, I suppose, that we just did a bigger picture. This is a bigger, the story is bigger than just us. And, and um, you know, if he's asking us to do something, we have to trust that there's a really good reason in it, you know. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> wow. maybe Courtney next you'll be dancing. You can go and dance on a stage. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> no, I just argued with him just yesterday. I was telling Lana because... I went to my, my coffee place and there's this precious girl. She's, she makes the best lattes. And uh, she was there that day and I was like, oh yeah, she's here. And I had my favorite like sweater hoodie on. And the Lord was like, uh, she told me, she goes, oh, I love your hoodie. She's like, that just looks so cozy. And it's kind of cold in there. And I was like, oh yeah, actually it really is. It's really nice. <laughs> it's like thinking about how much I enjoy it. And then I go sit down and he said, um, I want you to give that to her. And I was like, no, there's makeup on it. I got makeup on it. I'm pretty sure I coughed in it. Like, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'll, I was like, Lord, I'll wash it. I'll wash it. I'll wash it. And then I'll give it, I'll bring it back. And if I'm supposed to do it, then I'll give it to her when she's here and you'll just line it up. And, and I could feel the grace around it. But then I just also really felt like that. You really need to obey. Mm. And I thought, okay, fine. So I took it off and I go walk up to the counter and I'm getting ready to go up to the counter and I already like thought through everything that I was going to say. And I get up to the counter and he says, Nope, don't do it. Don't give it to her. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> like this crazy person just walking up to the counter and turning around and walking back. But I did. I went and I sat back down and I was on my way out and I was like, Lord, what was that about? And he said to me, um, it's about mantles. And I think about a mantle of praise, but I also think about the mantles that all of us, you know, he's put upon all of us, all of our life, all of our lives and the things that he's given us to do. But he said, it's about mantles. And he's like, if I can't, if, if you're not willing to take it off, I can't trust you with it. Um, and it wasn't as though he was saying like, I can't trust you to have it on like a normal basis. It was again, going back to that place of identity, that it's not meant to be our identity. It's not meant to be all in everything that, that we are. We're meant to live sons, daughters, the one that dances in front of him because he loves us and we're in his spotlight and we're living for the, for the sake of love, you know, for the sake of, of pure beauty. And, you know, I, I loved what she said to Carolyn because what we do and how we live our lives, whether we're dancing or we're taking our jacket off and wandering around a coffee shop, we're giving people permission to do yeah. the things and to walk into freedom or walk into deliverance. And again, just like I think about the anointing that's on your life and when you bring praise and when you dance, you absolutely like that before you even said it, I, before you even said that, like someone came up to you after the service, I was like, that's deliverance. Someone got delivered when she, like, I knew it. I could see it in my head. I'm like, someone will be yeah. delivered by that. And surely enough, you know, it, it you said it happened and it's just, yeah. that's that fragrance. I think that goes up permission to burn in the way that they've been designed to burn with, with him and for him too. Wow, so good. so good, and it's so oh, what yeah. the Lord's doing right now, isn't it? it? He's really bringing us into a place of no apology. Like I just, I, I can't get away from those words. There is a, a an authentic expression of who He has created you to be, and who He's created me to be, and to flourish and to thrive in that without apology and I'm not I'm not meant to look like Carolyn I'm not meant to look like Courtney like I'm meant to be Lana and Lana as the daughter of the king who lives in a place of my greatest delight is to minister unto him um, and then from that place everything flows and I just want to say this very quickly um, Carolyn you kept saying the words um it's bigger than just us. It's bigger than just us. And this is the second episode. I think this has really fallen on me strongly. So I'm going to say this again. Um, but when you said that, I felt, Carolyn, that there could be some ladies that you're listening and your process is, is quite painful right now and your process is quite difficult. And, um, and that as you're journeying through this process, um, 
just the intensity of it um, is feeling really full on. And I just felt the father saying that not only does he have his gaze upon you for what he's going to bring in the fulfillment of his promise for you, I then saw him turn you around and you looked like in front of you and there were like hundreds of people all lined up waiting and I was like Lord what is that and he said it's exactly that place where I bring you into a place of overcoming a place of victory a place of healing but right now you're not just contending for your own breakthrough there Mm -hmm. is tending for the breakthrough of so many other people and I just wanted to encourage you uh, ladies that are listening that the Lord is going to be faithful to you for what he has promised you and what you're believing him for in the midst of that intense process but it's so much bigger than just what he wants to bring to you It's also about what he wants to bring through you. And you're going to see his faithfulness to you, but you're also going to see a mighty demonstration of his faithfulness through you. It was almost this feeling of watch what I can do in those places where what the enemy has meant for harm, I am going to turn for your good. And it's going to be so much bigger than you could even imagine. And it goes right back to Carolyn. I think you said something about the feast table. Was it in the scripture about yeah, songs? Yeah, yeah. Just that place of you become a feast for yeah. others. And then, yeah. yeah. My le- my life within her will become your feast. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. think like just as you're saying that, Lana, the Lord's been just speaking to me a lot recently about generations. Um, and I think that's the thing as well. It's like what we receive now and even the fragrance that's in our life through our encounter, our relationship with him, that's the foundation for the generations to come. And I think often, um, I mean, I've just become a mother now in the sense of I've just gained three beautiful stepdaughters and the eight-year-old is like living with us all the time. And and so now being in that space, Lana, I just have to say, I think you, I've just you and I, I want to actually hear how you do it because your children are amazing. Um, but just to watch that space in terms of the now seeing it in terms of generations, I think for mm-hmm. us as adults quite often we have our moments and we have our encounters and we have our breakthroughs and we have, you know, it's like we have our journey and quite often I see it so many times that it's not being imparted to the children, it's not being shared, like the journey's not being shared with the kids. Yeah. And so when there's a breakthrough or if you, even if we're struggling, I realise that it's so important for us to actually go, hey, God, like the Lord was asking me to do this and I kept saying no, but I finally said yes and this is what he's doing. Like we have to bring them in on those those encounters, those journey, like that journey because it, it's, as you said, those people behind us, like people around us, but it, it, it lays foundations for the generations to come. And I think we have to get out of this mindset about it just being my life right now the society everywhere is telling it's all about us. It's about my truth. It's about how I feel. It's it's all about me, 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 me. Um, and it's just not. And and we are living for generations to come behind us, and mm-hmm. um, and generations that have gone before have laid the foundation. Like it's just it's it's this big beautiful picture. And um, yeah, mm. so yeah, yeah, it really is. Ah. Well, I feel like we have covered um, a lot. <laughs> and I could in, a, in a short period. Of, I know. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like we need a part two to this because I haven't even got, like, we've been talking about worship, but I haven't even gotten to ask you specifically about, specifically about worship, Carolyn. So we, I'm, I'll just, we would love to have you back at some point soon. Um, to continue that because because I would love to hear more of what your heart has to share about that but thank you so much for the beauty and the gold and the incense that you've poured out you know on us here today and especially that power of his gaze and like I'm I'm marked by that now like the way that your words there met with that encounter that I had of just his fragrance is is on me like you know you know that but then you have times where like the Lord just clicks everything in place and you're like, yep, that's it. That was so beautiful. So thank you so much for just pouring out that incense, that sweet aroma 
over all of us and all of the ladies that are listening. Um, I just wanted to ask you, Carolyn, if you would be willing to pray, just whatever you feel the Holy Spirit's leading, blessing, whatever it may be, um, over over this time and over the ladies that are listening. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, well, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for your heart for us, Lord. I'm so um, just I'm just reminded even in this moment, Lord, of just how deeply you love us, and Lord, and, and your your moments with us are so personal and so specific. And um, so, Lord, I just pray for. For everyone watching right now, Lord, you know where they're at. You know what their their encounter needs to be. And Lord, I pray that they would um, that this week, or even 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 tonight, Lord, as they sleep, Lord, that you would actually lead them to a, a, a fresh place of encounter. Lord, that you would you would show them where your gaze rests on them. And that you would show them um, how you see them. Lord, you see us all so beautiful, but your your thoughts to us are so personal. And so if you see us uniquely us, and so I pray, God, that each, each person would have a moment, would have an encounter with you, Lord, that we actually see your gaze that's just, it's just us. It's just, it's just us on that dance floor. And where that spotlight is following us, it's just, it's just, it's just you and us, Lord. It's just you and me, Lord. In that moment, Lord, I just pray, Lord, for each one, Lord, that anywhere that there's been words that have been spoken over women that have caused them to think something or, or it's kind of almost created a space of, of what they would look like as a bride, even in terms of broken marriage or, or damaged relationships or where they've been mistreated, Lord, I pray that you would you would heal those wounds, Lord, and that you would turn around where the words have been spoken, words of death and words of of, of hate and 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 um and anger and just made made them feel horrible. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you turn everything around. You can turn it all around for your good and for your glory and for your purpose. And I pray God that you would do that. Um, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, right now. Lord, for a blessing on each one. I just thank you, Lord, for, for not only your blessing, but a returning back to their original design. Lord, even physically right now, Lord, anyone that's feeling sick right now, Lord, I pray that their cells would return back to their original design right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are showing us, Lord, not only who we are in your sight, but what you've called us to be. You've created and designed each one of us to, to, to function and to live a certain life, Lord, for your glory. And I pray that not one single person that hears the sound of my voice will miss their destiny or miss mm. their call. And, Lord, I pray that you would remind those that have disqualified themselves from their own voice, their own words, Lord, remind them it's not about them, it's not about us, it's all about you and you give us what we need. And I pray, Lord, that you would just bless them with that boldness to step forward in, in um, as like a, a roaring lioness as they walk down with their bridal mm. garments on. Lord, that we would we would stand and we would be strong and we would we would roar when you say roar. And so I just thank you, Lord, for this moment. I pray for your blessing over Lana and Courtney right now as well. Just thank you, Lord, for this beautiful ministry. And I thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. We just, we just want to honour you and love on you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, Carolyn, my amazing friend. That was just such a beautiful place to sit in with you today. Thank you for jumping oh, on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, such a joy. Like I said, I could sit here for hours. Like have we already yes. been an hour? Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yes. You you smacked us right at the beginning and I was like, okay, it's over. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, so good. Um, Carolyn, can I ask, can you share just quickly a little bit about um your music, like where people could grab some of your albums? It's all now on Spotify. Hallelujah. It's taken us a long time. Um so all of mine, it's under Carolyn Billing for me, and then there are a lot of our church ones, Zion's Hill, um, that that my name will also be on. Um, and most of those, so all of my personal ones are on Spotify, and most of our church ones are on Spotify now, finally, um, yeah. and obviously iTunes. And then if you, if people, I know some people, most people don't do CDs anymore, but if you like CDs, then you can still purchase them Um on our website zionshill.com.au or you can go to Coorong. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm trying to work on my new one. I don't remember if I think we might have spoken about this last time, Lana. I had to put a hold on it because of the the cost blew out, but I really feel like 
it's been a long time since I've done I've done another one and I've got so many songs that the Lord's just given me that are, are ready to come out. So hopefully next year, God willing, then then there'll be a new one. Um, but the You Have Ravished My Heart song from the Song of Songs and Truly the Rose um, oh are both Lord's Life, um, which is on, on there. So, um, yeah, just I don't know. Also, the verse that you shared, Lana, Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to quickly check the album. It's not one of these, but these ones are, It's. I think it's probably that these are volume three and four. I think it might be volume two of this set was that scripture you shared, Let the Whole World Sing is the mm-hmm. album. And they're, um, they're like their kids choir and, and um, some adults on there as well just singing. It's just straight scripture from the um, Passion Translation. Um, and so the one that you, I've what? totally forgotten which How have I not known about those until now? I'm like, stop for a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I'm going to go look those up here as soon as we're yeah. done. That's amazing. So, yeah, let the whole world sing. Um, and I believe, I'm trying to remember the scripture you you ended up reading just before. I was trying to look for it. Um, that one, In if Proverbs? you go Wisdom's Doorway, I'm, I, was, I think it's on volume two. Um, so, if, but if, if anyone wanted that as well, but just go and go and have a look. There's just, I don't know, the Lord just keeps giving us a whole lot of songs and, and, um, you know, so just, yeah. That's so, so good. Yeah. So good. Well, <laughs> ladies, I, dancing. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, ladies, I cannot, uh, recommend enough, uh, that you go and check out Carolyn's, uh, music and the music from, um, Zion's Hill. Like, honestly, the anointing and just the breath of God that that is just on that is just I have no words for. So I would encourage you to really go and check that out. Um, Carolyn, the best place for ladies to follow along with you, would that be at zionshill.com.au? Is that the best place? Um, probably. Otherwise, I, I after my um, <laughs> after all my teaching with you, Lan, everyone starts to try and follow me on Instagram as well. So, <laughs> so they can do that. Um, I don't have like a ministry one. I was sort of more like personal, but um, yeah. So our just our general church as well. We um, or, or Zion Zion's Hill on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sort of follow okay. along there. So. Yeah, great. <laughs> what was the Instagram handle just for those on the podcast listening? Do you know? I, I think it's changed to Carolyn Williams. Okay. So at Carolyn Williams. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So ladies, yeah. if you uh, jump on Instagram and type in Carolyn Williams, uh, you'll be able to follow along yeah. with my To create a, a ministry one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Well, again, my friend, such a joy. You are such a gift and you have blessed our hearts so so tremendously this morning. So thank you. Love you so much. Awesome. Such an honour to to meet you as well, Courtney. I'm so excited about this whole podcast. You guys are. (laughs) It's great to meet you too. Thank you. This was gold. Great gold. Yes. Yeah. Really is. Thank you, Carolyn. Well, lovely ladies, it has been wonderful to sit in this space with you for another glorious episode. We will see you and you will hear from us next week. We will see you then. Bye. We hope that this podcast has blessed you and we have been blessed by bringing it to you today. If you would like to see more of what Zion's Company of Women is about, please check out our website, zionscompanyofwomen.com. We pray that you 